2: It's real. And this is Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. Talking golf with you for more than two decades. And now, here's Brian and Bob.
3: Yeah, thank you very much and welcome into this week's edition of Real Golf Radio. Can you feel that? Can you feel it? We're just about a week or so away from the Masters tournament. Uh Augusta National Women's Amateur a week from today. Finals, I should say. Drive, Mm -hmm. chip, and putt. Eight days away. Finals. All taking place at Augusta National. And then they'll clear the stage for the playing of the Masters. It's going to be a great one. Bob and I will be out there. And uh, be sure to tune in to our Twitter Feed at Real Golf and uh, subscribe to the podcast and we'll uh, keep you up to date and give you our analysis and insights from Augusta National for the playing of the Masters. Uh, Coming up this week, we're going to welcome in Jeff Babineau. We'll do a little uh, getting ready for the Masters with Babs as well as his take on the match play and then uh, America's favorite caddy as we swap some match play stories and uh, a little bit of strategy and uh, also gear up for Augusta National. Bob, I know this is uh, one of your favorite times of the year, and as it should be, your dad, Billy Casper, winner of the 1970 Masters, and it's as such since that point in time, which I believe mm-hmm. you were, what, about six years old at that point? Ten. Ten years old. Uh, that's right. He, It has been part of your life.
4: Yeah, it has been a part of my life. I wasn't able to be there, and, and when I was ten years old, I think the first time I ever attended Augusta was in 1976 the opportunities that I had caddying for him and being around the golf course and sitting on the 18th hole and a lot of stuff that we've done together there at Augusta National.
3: Mm, there's no question about it. It's, uh, it, it is it uh, is a special place that's hard to describe and really has to be experienced to fully appreciate. But it is one of those experiences that outlives the hype and there's so many things in life where it's hyped up and then it's overhyped to the point where you're disappointed. I think it's impossible to overhype the experience that you have at Augusta national. It's that special of a place, but we'll talk more about that. In the meantime, yeah, we got match play to talk about. Ladies are playing at Aviara which I absolutely love that golf course in Carlsbad. We'll talk about it all coming up next right here on real golf radio.
0: Check out reel USA. That's R-E-E-L,
4: Blue the Chew number slash USA. Blue online
5: service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Juice tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence when it's time to perform. No visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. BlueChew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right prescription. BlueChew's tablets are chewable, and they're made in the USA. They prepare and ship directly, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Plus, there's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code SPORTS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code SPORTS to receive your first month free.
2: back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor
3: and Bob Casper. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. This segment is brought to you by Callaway Golf and the new Rogue ST family of drivers, fairway woods, hybrids, and irons. And I can't say this enough. The Rogue ST driver, and along with some work that I put in in the offseason uh, on my swing to flatten it out a little bit, but uh, the driver has absolutely changed my golf game, Bob. I can't even believe when it's I point step up. and shoot up. for you. you know, what's that?
4: It's point and shoot for you.
3: Well, you saw it, right? I mean, yep. for me to step up and watch a drive just bullet through the air on a, on a line, on a string, mm-hmm. it, it's just not, I, I'm used to aiming up the left side of the fairway, playing for a big high cut, hoping that it stays in play. And to see one just line it up down the middle and stripe it, it has been so fun. And the confidence is exuding out, and I'm playing some of my best golf ever. So if you're considering, if you're looking for that new driver, if you wonder if it can work for you, and get out there and try the all-new Rogue ST family of drivers. They are phenomenal. They're available online, callawaygolf.com or at your favorite retailer or pro shop. All right, Bob, let's uh, get into match play. We'll talk more Augusta coming up next and some of the other storylines with uh, uh, surrounding that with Jeff Babineau. But uh, a match play at Austin Country Club, the pool play was a group play, as they call it, took place over the last yep. three days. And one player of each of those four-player uh, pods or groups advanced to the Sweet 16 or Final 16 uh, this weekend for a chance at the championship.
4: Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> like you said, 16 groups. Um, with four players in each one that that comprised the 64 players in the field um, and out of those groups um, you got one guy advancing to the forward and then now it's knockout rounds um, 16 players down to eight down to four down to two and uh, and then the, the champion but uh, in group one John rom advances he's the number one player in the world and the number one seed in this uh, he advanced with uh, winning two matches and, and losing one. Uh group two, Colin Morikawa advanced out. Um and he had to do it on Friday afternoon. He uh, was 2-0-1, so he he didn't have a loss, um, won twice and tied one. Um and then group three, you've got Will Zaltoris who knocked off Victor Victor Hovland in a playoff. They were tied after um, the um the three days of of that pool play and then uh, and then beat him on the second extra hole. Um, Seamus power advances out of group four. Um, Patrick Hantley did not play well. He was one, one and one, but, uh, Seamus power finished two one and zero. Oh. Scotty Scheffler advanced. He also won in a playoff on Friday. Um, he finished, he was two, one, and zero at a group five, Kevin Kistner was three, oh, and zero. Oh. uh, there's a guy that continues to play extremely well. He beat Justin Thomas, uh, in one of those matches, um, Great to watch him and see what he does in match play. Um, uh, what let let's see, Takumi Kataya, Katanya, Kat, Takumi Katanya beats <laughs> yeah. Tony Finau and Xander Kanaya. Shoffley in his group. Takumi um, K- Takumi Kanaya, yeah, Takumi Kanaya. There, there you go. go. Uh, he advances at two one and zero. Oh. He had to go into a playoff with Lucas Herbert. Lucas Herbert had a chance to win. With a birdie putt from about fifteen feet, ended up four putting, and uh, then uh, Takumi won.
3: Are you just Dustin, gonna gloss over that? He four putted. I mean, look, granted, he realized yep. when he three putted that he had lost, and he he went to back, you know, tap it in and missed. But he, he basically had conceded at that point in yep. time. Yep. Yep. But that's Dustin, a tough one. Sorry, I don't know. You're I know you're ahead. ripping through this, but go ahead. It, it, As I watched that. And, you know, you think about match play. So many times it feels like you're in a, in a desperate situation. I mean, right. Kanaya was, was, was right. He had to lay up. Now he's hitting his third shot into the green, and his opponent was already on the green 15 feet from the hole, as you said. So he was right. in position. And so many times it just feels like uh, it's over. I've blown it. Uh, yeah. But Kanaya hit a great shot in there, spun it right to the hole. There was basically a gimme par. And look how quickly that flips the momentum. Yeah, that puts the pressure right back on. And, you know, at that point in time, you're, you know, essentially you've got to, if you don't two putt now, you start yeah. thinking if I don't two, I can't get aggressive with this birdie because if it's something gets out of hand and I don't two putt, I've lost the hole. So you go from, Hey, I got this hole to Oh, I, I better not lose this hole. And then you play. The defensive. Yeah. yeah,
4: exactly. So
3: anyway, interesting match play stuff.
4: Yeah, Dustin Johnson out of Group Eight. Um, he was three zero and zero, so he beat Max Homa, Matthew Wolf, and Ma- Mackenzie Hughes. Um, group Nine, Richard Bland. He came in as the fifty-four ranked player in the brackets. Blandy. He finished two zero and zero. He beat Bryson, um, or he beat guys in his group of Bryson Tishembo, Taylor Gooch, and Lee Westwood. Um, and if he goes on to win today in the first match against Dustin Johnson, he will get his first invite to the Masters mm. because he'll be inside the top 50 in the world. It's a great story. How great can story. you not
3: be rooting for Richard Bland? I mean, the guy, remember how he was sort of the Cinderella story at, at the, the U.S. US Open. Open last year against yep. John Rahm, and he had such great quotes, and we played a lot of them, and you know, ultimately you know, it didn't work out for him, but... Uh, he, he was very entertaining to, to, to listen to. He was fun to watch. He he was definitely out of his element, but he, he hung in there valiantly. And now here he is, you know, with an opportunity at a lifetime dream of playing in the masters. And yeah. all he has to do is beat Dustin Johnson, Johnson <laughs> who was three Oh, zero. So you're
4: saying there's a chance. There's,
3: what's all this one in a million
4: talk. Yeah, all right. That's right. Yeah. Group 10, uh, Corey Connors wins out of Group 10 at three zero and 0 He didn't lose a match. He beat uh, Noren, uh, Paul Casey, who had to withdraw, um,
3: and uh, Louis Oosthuizen, Group 11. Hey, wait, Adams. wait, before you gloss over that, how about Casey? He stripes one down there 300 yards and then the yep. back spasms. I mean, so obviously, he, he, he got through it, um, but the back spasms were too much and he couldn't continue yep. and, and had to concede, but yep. um, that's unfortunate for him. Hopefully, it'll, it'll relax on him. Yeah, group out at of a, at a group 11, Adam Scott advances at 2-0-1.
4: It's the first time he's been into the Sweet 16, so to speak, since 2005. Jordan Spieth, um, he beat Jordan Spieth, Justin Rose, and Keegan Bradley out of that group. Billy Horschel, who's the defending champ, um, finished 2-0-1 and advanced. Um, he will be playing Scotty Scheffler, which is who he beat in the finals last year little rematch. in the match play. Yeah, hey, can I so. can I
3: stop you again, Bob? And I yeah. know you're ripping through Go this, ahead. but I first of all, I was surprised Speed didn't make it out. It's kind of a home game for him, but nevertheless, um, but can we talk about Keegan Bradley for a minute? Yeah. He went oh one and two. Do you remember it wasn't that long ago, it feels it was all the way back in twenty twelve at the Ryder Cup at Medina, where Keegan Bradley was it, man. He was match play guy. He had the little stink guy, yeah. a little crooked. He was a little yeah. quirky in his in his approach in his pre-um uh shot approach on putting, but a uh, pre-shot routine with the putter. But nevertheless, he and Phil teamed up and they had some stuff going. I'm looking at his career record at the mm-hmm. Dale Technology match play. Yeah. One. Nine and six. Oh, is that not surprising? One nine and six. Yeah, and so not only is he not winning, but he's taking what feels like about eight minutes on a three footer earlier in the week that caught the ire (laughs) of golf Twitter. So I don't know, kind of surprising that thought Keegan Bradley might become our Ian Poulter for Team USA. And uh, maybe it was the putter band, that, you know, the anchor putter band that got him uh, ultimately. But uh, either way, surprising to see that he struggled so much in that match play. All right, carry yeah. on. So, as I said, Billy
4: Horschel out of group 12 advanced. Um, out of group 13, Terrell Hatton, 3-0-0, the number 13 seed. And I uh, beat Daniel Berger, Christian Biusen-Hoot, and Siwoon Kim. Um, Kevin Na advances in a playoff over Maverick McNeely, um, and he finished 2-0-1 against those three players.
3: Joaquin um, Neiman, by the way, was the low seed in that one, or the high seed, yep. however you want to look at it, yep. uh, at number 14, and he absolutely Correct. got drummed. What was it, 9-8 and eight yeah, in the first like match uh, yep. from to Maverick McNeely, which was surprising.
4: Right. Abraham Answer um, also advanced at 2-0-1, beat Webb Simpson, Brian Harmon, and Bubba Watson, and then Brooks Kepka, 3-0-0, um, took care of Shane Lowry, Harold Varner, III, and Ver- Eric, Van Royen. So uh, those are the guys that advanced and that are in the sweet 16 of the match play. All right.
3: We'll talk more about that. Jeff Babino joins us next. And uh, well, yeah, we haven't mentioned Phil Mickelson, not playing at the masters. We haven't forgot. We'll get to it. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you here on real golf. Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid
1: if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968.
2: You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
7: One day you'll get it.
3: Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. And really excited is... The uh, Masters and the Augusta National Women's Amateur and the drive, chip, and putt, and all the festivities at what is really the current home of golf—at uh, least here in the United States. Augusta National takes place in uh, not too distant future, a little over a week from now. Uh, well, actually, less than a week from now, we'll be we'll be out there covering this final event. And Jeff Babino, who will be riding for the Masters and has been riding for PGA, uh, PGA Tour.com, of course, veteran golf journalist and a good friend of the show, joins us right now. Bab, how are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're good. Here we go. How we got a little match play, then we got some women's am, then yeah. we got some drive, chip, and putt, and Valero Texas Open, and then whoa, man, it is uh, it is on. Yeah, Masters, we're
4: there.
8: You know, it always seems so far off, and then it gets here so quick. You just can't believe it. So uh, can't wait. You know, well, it's Bob, and I, week of the
3: year. Oh, it is. Bob and I've been shut out the last two, so we're really excited to get back. You know, I always tell Bob every year we leave. I just treat it like, uh, you know, might be my last because you just never know. And uh, after sitting,
4: the optimist.
3: Well, I just want to soak it in. I don't ever want to take it for granted. I just appreciate you know, the opportunity to be there. It's such a special place. You know, I've told people the stories about going to the Masters and, and what you might experience being there for the first time. And I sometimes worry that like a, a blockbuster movie that's coming out, that it, if you overhype it, it won't live up to it. And yet I tell people, yeah. it doesn't matter how high you hype it, it yeah. still exceeds those expectations.
8: Yeah, I always send someone right to the 10th tee. I just, you know, someone who hasn't been there before, go to the 10th tee, watch that tee shot, walk down, down to Amen Corner, and by the time you're at the 10th green, you're already just out of breath in amazement, right?
3: <laughs> um, and it
8: never, I, I, have you ever run into someone that was, that told you it was all right or anything? It's just, it, it, as you said, it exceeds expectations.
4: You know, as many times as I was there with my dad, um, and when he would go and play the golf course, you know, when he was kind of there in his last little bit, he always went to the back nine. He didn't want to play anywhere else on the golf course. He wanted to go to the back nine and we would just take off down that hill. And, um, you know, whether we were with somebody or whether we were, were not, um, Mm -hmm. You know, he loved playing that back nine. He loved talking to the people. He loved signing autographs down there, even though he wasn't supposed to. And we ended up spending about three hours on the back nine. It was really, really fun.
8: Oh, yeah. And I mean, the way Augusta treats its champions, and, you know, the patrons know the champions as they come up and play, like to watch your dad and watch a lot of these other guys through the years. It's just, there's so many cool aspects of that place. Uh, It's it's hard to even count them, you know. I was watching the highlights the other night of the 2020 when it was played in November and kind of take for granted now the fact that we had one of these to watch with no fans, which was incredible. We're 20 feet behind guys listening to caddy player conversations on the 12th tee. And that won't be the case this April, you know. So that was kind of selfishly, that was kind of a cool opportunity and, and one I won't soon forget.
3: That is cool. Jeff Babino joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Uh, do you have something in particular that you, you talk about going to the 10th tee, but do you have something in particular you always look forward to when you go back to Augusta?
8: I mean, just the whole thing. It, it, it's amazing how – I love the fact that the players are so excited. You know, you won't go to another event all year long where the players just universally are so excited to, be on the ground and you, you feel that, you know, when you talk to these guys, you feel it. it's not another week. They can, you know, Rory this year might come in and try to treat it like another week, but it just doesn't happen. So um, the, the whole, just everything about it to me kind of hits me. Just different things. I like being in different spots on the golf course. I, you know, I love walking out in the back nine if I can on Sunday uh, just in, or, or sitting up near the clubhouse and hearing the different roars and, knowing where it's coming from, and, uh, and always I sit there on Sunday morning on the final day, and I'm kind of sad that it's about to end. So yeah, uh, that tells you it's kind of a special week.
4: Mm, there's no yeah, doubt it. Yeah, it's – you know, uh, the other thing I remember as far as family and that kind of thing is we always used to park under the umbrellas out out behind the clubhouse um, and watch that leaderboard and, li- and, like you said, listen to the roars, those types of things on Sunday – you know, maybe jump inside into the, into the into the the clubhouse and watch the T V upstairs in the clubhouse for a little bit until they get yeah. to around thirteen or fourteen and then run outside and sit on the eighteenth hole and watch everything happen as it transpires and <laughs> comes to the last
3: hole. Not everybody gets to do that, Bob. No, not everybody does <laughs> yeah, yeah. get to do that. I know. But we've I been know. very fortunate yeah. in being able to do that. <laughs> yes yeah no doubt so what do you think i know it's uh, you know you're probably like me and, and i still have a lot of homework to do to get ready for master's week and i have my player performance chart that i do every year and 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 i haven't got all of that done yet but just what what's your feeling coming into this uh this master's this first major that, that maybe what what are you thinking could could happen what are your expectations
8: well, well, there's always so many storylines when you go in there, right? I mean, we we didn't know if we we're going to see Phil or not. Tiger, supposedly, is still on the list as a potential candidate to play, which would just you could knock me over with a feather if that happens. Uh, and, and just all the storylines, you know. I mean, you know, you watch Will Zalatoris, is a guy who almost got it done last year. He comes back. Will John Rom put it together there? You know, will DJ a guy to win multiple jackets and and when will Rory get his jacket? You know, it's a place that can torture guys, right? I mean, I always walk around that place and look for Greg Norman. I just, it's strange that he isn't there as a past champion. Uh, It never happened for Ernie L. It never happened for David Duvall. So, you can't sit here and say it's going to happen for Rory. You just don't know. You think it will and the way he drives it, you think that place would be custom made for him, but You don't know it. Every year that it goes there and it doesn't happen, it just becomes a little bit tougher. So I just, you know, you never look around there and say, what am I going to write today? (laughs) It's one of those places where you, you know, you can write three stories a day and you kind of lament the the five you didn't write. And for writers, you know, that's our dream.
3: Mm, That's awesome. Uh, Well, we'll look forward to that. The Augusta National Women's Amateur will take place the week leading into it next week, and then yep. drive chip and putt finals on Sunday. Um, th- that It's interesting, you know, with COVID disrupting things, this will be the third time the women's am has been played. And it's pretty remarkable, isn't it, Jeff, how quickly this has become a thing. And that shows the power of Augusta National and their ability to affect the game and grow the game, not only through the drive, chip, and putt, which they initially um, brought on as a second event, but now through this Augusta National Women's Amateur. And it, it's pretty cool that they would use that platform in a way to give back to the game and continue to help uh, you know, inspire others to want to be part of it. Uh,
8: so it's impressive what Augusta National has done. I always thought the players would be a great week to celebrate golf. Maybe you had a Hall of Fame induction that week. Uh, Maybe you had a Champions event on a Monday-Tuesday leading in. You know, a whole celebration of the week. And and really, that's what the Masters has become, right? I mean, we're we're celebrating a great Women's Amateur event, uh, the highlight of the year for a lot of these players. Uh, A lot of them now are playing next door, Sage Valley. As uh, young females in, in the field at their great yeah. amateur event, which is right next door. Uh, the kids have a have a great time in the dry chicken putt. We're starting to see players that have excelled at that, you know, get into the women's AM, which is really cool. Um, and then, you know, the stage is set for this great tournament. You're like, oh, yeah, we have the Masters this week coming up. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the way the stage is set, the way it builds – you know, the Par 3 tournament, everything just builds to a crescendo. And then you have this great uh, major championship, and, and everybody sitting at home, even if you're watching on your big screen, you know the golf course by now. That's a great element of it, and uh, and people just can't get enough of it.
4: You know, one of the things that Augusta National is known for is not, you know, the golf course, but when people watch it on television, it's nothing near what you would see um, when you're walking the golf course, the the elevation changes. The walk up the eighth hole, the walk down the tenth hole, coming up 18, um, the shot into 15. You know how far downhill that is. Those elevation changes and and the and the slopes of those greens, you would never know that that it was like that if you never had a chance to step onto the golf course.
8: I wanted to walk out the Amen Corner. I walked. I had to stop at the 14th green because. Seve was actually in front of the green on a practice round day. I thought he sculled the chip to be honest. I go, that's, that's the first shot I'm going to watch at Augusta national. It was a front (laughs) hole. And I I thought he just totally mishit this chip. It comes up around the back, takes a big U-turn and filters down to a couple feet from the the flag. And I was like, wow, this is, this is Disney world. You know, this is make believe stuff. And I'll never forget. It was the first shot I ever saw there. And, uh, Yeah, it's just, uh, there's always changes, we're checking out changes, you know, we have the 11th hole, I mean, I don't know how you can make that hole any tougher, but they have, and then is going to be a little bit longer, and Mm -hmm. I I hope that's a good change, you know, you don't, I I can remember being there in a year when uh, cold weather and wind forced those guys to lay up, and it's not really the hole you want to see, you want to see, you know, go zones on that 13th, 15th hole, and all the excitement there, and, where you can make three or you can make six, and uh, so yeah, it's always evolving. You know, it doesn't. Time seems to stand still there, and the concession prices stand still, but the golf course doesn't, and the tournament doesn't. It's always evolving, and I think that makes it really interesting.
3: Jeff Babino joining us here on Real Golf Radio. One in ninety-five, and I haven't been back.
8: <laughs> there it is there it is
3: all right bud we'll talk to you all right guys okay. all right, we'll jeff. see you Bye. jeff, jeff babano right here on real golf radio uh love that guy look forward to seeing him and uh chatting you know some of the fun things about being in those media rooms as bob and i aren't out to as many of events but you get to have the conversations you know behind the scenes and it's just there's some fun stuff i mean it's great to have all those uh all those great writers and, and journalists in in one room and, and yep. to be a part of that we'll take a short break more real golf continues next
5: I need a laptop that helps me work remote from Charleston. Or Charlotte, or wherever I am this week. It's possible at Staples.
4: How about a PC that can manage my workload at a price I can manage?
7: Also possible. Your local Staples store has the innovative tech and tools you need to take on the future of work. And this week at Staples, you can save up to $230 on select PCs. Explore what's new for your business at Staples. The working and learning store. Ends 319. Limit 2. In-store only. Right now, sports betting is the fastest growing industry in the world. To consistently cash tickets at the sports books, it's best to be armed with the right plays from the best sports bettors in the business. That's what you'll get at AgainstTheNumber.com. At AgainstTheNumber.com, you'll get specialists with decades of experience betting multiple sports at a high level and many sports-specific packages from the NFL to college basketball to cricket to soccer to the European tour that gives you a consistent edge on the sports book. For a highly skilled, reasonably priced team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only beating the books at their own game. Visit AgainstThenumber.com. That's against the number.com.
0: Fever is the leading symptom of COVID and the flu, and the only way to reliably detect fever is with an accurate thermometer. Be vigilant and be accurate with the Exergen Temporal Scanner, proven in more than 100 clinical studies. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers. They are proven to be inaccurate and will not reliably detect a fever that might mean COVID. Be sure to seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Learn more at exergen.com.
8: Hi, Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for fur babies. If you think it's been hard being stuck at home for a year, think about your dog been seven years for them and they deserve to get out and sniff the world too so grab daisy ranger or doodles and hit the road but be sure to stick your head out the window and look for a motel six and like all pets baxter stays free hot dog i'm Tom depp from motel six and we'll leave the light on for you
3: uh so were you surprised to see that phil's not playing in the masters
8: no no, no. I mean, I think it's uh, probably a mutual deal. I mean, I don't think Augusta National really wanted that mess right now on their doorstep, or nor did they really deserve that. And, and Phil, respectfully, is a three-time champion. Uh, you know, he should be playing that the rest of his life, but I think he knows this time around it wouldn't be the best place to make his first appearance. Um, maybe he could play. You know, he likes to play a week before a major. I mean, maybe he plays. The week before the PGA, which I think is the Nelson, and shows up at Southern Hills as defending champ, I and mean, I think that would be fitting. Uh, he can get a lot of stuff out of the way if he plays the previous week, and I, you know, I think he's going to be careful on how he handles things right now. It's a delicate deal, and and I just don't think the Augusta or Phil would really want to overshadow that tournament with what potentially could happen there.
3: Yeah, for, for yeah, I for, agree with you. For fans like my dad, who we've had some lengthy discussions about this, uh, do you do you foresee Phil Mickelson coming back? I mean, he somehow is under the belief that he he got the death penalty from from the PGA Tour and will uh, never see Phil again. And I I told him I didn't believe that was the case at all.
8: Yeah, we'll see Phil again. I mean, we, we as a society, we forgive, we forget. We'll we'll see Phil again, and you know, I, I like the fact even players some players who were kind of ripping into him pretty hard. And he certainly had a, had a rough go over the last few months. Um, and a lot of it is self-inflicted, frankly. But uh, even some of these players say, look, this guy's been an incredible ambassador for our game. I mean, who moves a needle out there? You know, Tiger moves a needle, and Phil moves a needle. And, and few others move it like that. So you, you want to see him come back. And, and he's got a lot of game. And, and Augusta's a place where... You know, Bernhard Langer can go there and still compete. Mm. And Freddie Couples, you know, into his late fifties, why couldn't Phil? So, yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully things kind of, you know, the, the world gets back on its exact axis here, and and uh, we see Phil again walking the hills goes Augusta National.
4: Let me ask you a, a quick question. This week's the match play. Uh, do you like the format of the way the match play is now with the round Robins? And I know they did that for television and keeping guys around more and stuff like that. Or do you like the idea of more like a, am, a U.S. amateur type of a match play where, you know, you win, you advanced; you don't, you're out? All
8: right, this is going to be my company line on this. I, <laughs> I like the knockout, right? I like the one that's done the excitement of that. Wednesdays at the match play used to be one of the more exciting days of the whole year. Yeah. But I also was there the year that one, two and three went down
3: mm-hmm.
8: and it just cast a pall over this tournament. You know, we were going to be around for four more days and the tiger was gone. And I don't even remember who went Whether it. Was it Phil and maybe Duvall? I, you know, I can't quite remember who maybe went Ernie. down as the top seeds. Ernie. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. they were, they were gone. And, and, so I, I like the knockout idea, but I totally understand from a sponsorship standpoint why you want these guys around a couple couple of days. You know, even guys, marquee names today who didn't have a chance to advance were still out there. Fans could see them. I didn't see anyone mailing anything in today. I mean, guys were, a lot of 0-2 guys are fighting hard. Tony Fino was out there trying to beat Xander Shoffley and a lot of these guys. So, um, you know, from that standpoint, I totally understand why we have the format that we have.
3: Is Kisner ever going to be on a Ryder Cup team? That guy obviously <laughs> knows matchboy. Yeah. Hey, you know,
8: I mean, we sit around every year we go to the Ryder Cup and get our butts kicked, and we say, how come we don't have an Ian Well, maybe we do. I mean, maybe it's Kisner, or maybe it's Billy Horschel, uh, and, and you know, Scotty Scheffler is coming up like a train, but, but those little guys that get under your skin, you know, that would be a Horschel or, or a uh, Kisner. It would be great team guys. I mean, if you're Zach Johnson, if one of those two guys wins this event again, uh, you know, if you're Davis Love this year you're picking for the President's Cup team or you to mad that Italy makes you with the Ryder Cup team, you've got to put those guys higher up on the list and wonder, you know, especially on a course that might be tighter and shorter why they wouldn't be great weapons for the U S mm,
3: no doubt about it. Well, Babs, we appreciate your time. Always good to visit with you and looking forward to seeing you in person. It's been a while, man. And, uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch up to you in Augusta next weekend.
8: We'll we'll toast with pimento cheese sandwiches.
3: Oh well, you can have the pimento cheese. I'll probably grab egg salad, but uh, yeah, you can have mine too. <laughs> it's a nice tradition, but uh, yes. there, I'm yeah. glad there's a variety because yeah. I'm just not a pimento I, guy. But that's all right. I had
8: one in ninety-five, and I haven't come back. <laughs> there it is. There it is.
3: All right, bud. We'll talk to you.
8: All right, guys, We'll see, see you, Jeff,
3: Jeff Bavinow, right here on Real Golf Radio. Uh, love that guy. Look forward to seeing him and uh, chatting. You know, some of the fun things about being in those media rooms, as Bob and I aren't out to as many of events, but you get to have the conversations. You know, behind the scenes, and it's just there's some fun stuff. I mean, it's great to have all those uh, all those great writers and, and journalists in, in one room, and and yep. to be a part of that. We'll take a short break. More real golf continues next.
6: Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee.
1: Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789.
0: If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is.
2: Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
3: All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio, brought to you by Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah. Go to blackdesertresort.com. The Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course is coming along nicely. There's grass uh, being put in. It's scheduled to open in October. Phenomenal Weiskopf layout amongst this uh, lava desert area. It is going to be really the premier golf destination in the state of Utah, and uh, you can find out more information at blackdesertresort.com. Thanks to Jeff Babino for stopping by and spending some time. Good to reminisce about some days at Augusta and what makes it so special, and everybody has their stories. Everybody has what their experience with Augusta has been, and even if you've not yet had an opportunity to go out, perhaps you know people who have, you've been around people who have, maybe someone's even brought you some merchandise, and there, whatever interaction you have with with the masters maybe it's something you sit down with your with your dad or your son or your daughter or your mom and and it's just one of these um you know traditions that you have to watch the masters whatever it happens to be it's as a golfer there's just something magical about it and uh, excited that it looks to be a normal masters returning next Mm -hmm. week so well week and a half i should say don't get too excited it's not actually next week (laughs) We're, technically, we're like ten days away. So, but we're calling it. That's next okay. Week-ish. We're
4: giddy about it already.
3: We are. We are. <laughs> so, one of the big stories that came out this week is Phil Mickelson, three time major, a three time Masters champion, is not going to be participating in the Masters this year for the first time since nineteen ninety five. So, right. um, pretty surprising announcement given the the this, the the fact that he is a three time major winner, and we know how much Phil Mickelson loves the masters and, and yet if you read some of the articles golf week has one in particular it it, it seems to be that while nothing has actually been said it is led it in, won't
4: be right you won't we won't hear about it
3: that there's it lifted it open to speculation that perhaps phil is serving a suspension from the pga tour if that is the case which we don't know uh then it would fall in line that because of the partnership with Augusta National and the fact that it's the Masters is a PGA Tour sanctioned event, that the Masters would honor the suspension from you know that the PGA Tour you know put on. So it, again, we don't know that, but if that's the case, that would make sense to me, Bob. I I kind of have a hard time thinking that it's just Phil's taking some time off and he's saying, hey, I think I'll make right. a return at Augusta, and Augusta says, hey, Phil, we love you, but maybe not this year. I, I kind of, to me, that doesn't feel the same. Now, maybe it happened that way. I don't know.
4: Well, I th- I like what uh, Jeff Babineau, ju- we just talked about that. Um, and Jeff Babino thought that um, there was probably an agreement between Phil and Augusta National. Um, and Phil, you know, having won there three times, the membership, um, the club, and how much he loves that place. I think Phil probably kind of acquiesced and said, you know what? I don't want to bring that dog and pony show to Augusta National, um, and upstage anything that's going along with the tournament. And because of that, um, he had his name removed from the the field list of active players to the list of past champions not competing.
3: Well, what's your overall take on this? I I mentioned, um, you know, that my dad is a fan of Phil Mickelson's, and he mm-hmm. and I have had a debate. And he's just convinced that the PGA Tour is is overreacting that it's not that big of a deal. He also feels like Phil's probably been banned for life and we'll never see him again. And I told him he's over he's the one that's overreacting a little bit. I, I don't think it's that serious. I I reassured him that I firmly believe Phil Mickelson will be back. Yeah, and that he will, you know, be forgiven. And you know, it's like Rory McIlroy said, you yeah, know, exactly. Like he 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 was very um, distinct succinct I should say in his criticism of Phil's comments he did not call Phil Mickelson names he referred to the comments that Phil Mickelson is selfish and Mm -hmm. you know uh you know all these other things right but he also said he believes that players that people ought to be allowed and given room to make mistakes and that they ought to be allowed to ask for forgiveness and so as a society, as Bab said, uh, feels like, you know, you know, Phil Mickelson, especially with all of the capital he's built up with the fans, that when mm-hmm. the time comes and he addresses it, that it will be dealt with and 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 we'll move on. That that's my yeah. feeling.
4: Yeah, the tour doesn't comment on disciplinary matters or fines or anything as far as the players are concerned. We can always assume things. We can always think that things are a certain way but they will never comment and say yay or nay one way or the other. Um, but the fact that Rory McElroy represents the players board and, and is on the policy board. And he comes out and says that he feels that, that Phil ought to be forgiven and he can't wait till he's back playing with the guys and all that kind of thing gives us a good indication of probably what's going on, uh, the, the commissioner said that you know they need to sit down and talk together, um, all those types of things and and it's just a matter of you know when when you make a decision or your choice, uh, a choice, and you say the things that he said about the tour with their uh, you know their egregious wealth and and obnoxious that greed, kind yeah. of thing. What was that? Obnoxious greed? obnoxious greed and that kind of thing then guess what you're gonna you're gonna pay the price for some of those comments even though you feel like you're leveraging um an opportunity for the players to have it better and uh when that happens then guess what it's it's quiet um it's taken care of and um you know apologies are made or whatever's going to happen and uh phil Mickelson will be back.
3: Yeah, uh, and and again, if I don't see any business situation where, you know, I, I get it that Phil's not an employee; he's a he's a contractor, right? Uh, nevertheless, he has a business relationship, and this is where he receives his compensation,
4: right? And I ninety-five just don't, million dollars over ninety-five million dollars he's made with the PGA Tour,
3: and and how? What other business situation can you? essentially try to submarine that particular business by architecting a competing business that is essentially designed to take away the biggest asset of that business. Mm -hmm. And then to come out and say that you're wanting to do it to, you know, because of all these things that negative things that you say about that business. I I just don't see a scenario where there's not repercussions that, that that, you're not
4: shown the door and you don't ever get back.
3: There you go. And so again, this is a little different because it's not an employee situation, but it feels like some kind of suspension, some sort of time away that Phil is, that's all we know is that Phil's taking some time away. We don't know all the other things that are going on. I suspect that there are some other things going on, but that's again, speculation. That's all it is. And so it's it just stands to reason that there would be some repercussions for that, and and that's what we're seeing now. And so yeah. will we see him in May? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. And so now it becomes this little conversation. Who are we going to see first, Tiger or Phil, uh, <laughs> returning to the PGA Tour for obviously different reasons. Yeah. Uh, of the two, Tiger's name is still listed in the player's category at the Masters.
4: And Tiger said um, when he was back at the L.A., L.A., um, at the Genesis um, His event there at Riviera, when he talked with Jim Nance, he said, you'll see me back on the PGA tour in 2022. So as to when that happens, We'll have to remain wait and see.
3: Yeah, well, hopefully it happens sooner than later. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap up hour number one. Still to come on hour number two, America's Favorite Caddy, and much, much more on the match play and other events going on, including outrage for the sprinkler head on the 13th green at, Augusta, or at uh, Austin Country Club. All that next right here on Real Golf Radio.
1: You're
2: listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
7: One day you'll get it.
2: Here's Brian
3: and Bob. All right, welcome back. Thanks for joining us here. been a fun hour number one. We've talked a lot about Augusta, talked about match play. Uh, Looking forward to next week at the Augusta National Women's Amateur, drive, chip, and putt finals, and then kicking off Masters Week. Uh, Should be very exciting. But also, PGA Tour moving on. They're staying in Texas, but playing the Valero Texas Open in San Antonio. Uh, We will see the defending champ, Jordan Spieth, returning to play. And it's notable because some players have their strategies. Do you play the week before a major, or do you take the week off? Prior to a major, and that's you know where you start going down the list of players in the field, and you look for participants at Augusta and whether or not they're playing.
4: Well, you know the top players that you're going to see this next week probably uh, um, Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau. Um, Bryson DeChambeau is also playing Rory McIlroy's also playing so those, are, those are the kind of headliners that we're going to
3: see yeah no doubt about it so uh, we will not see John Rahm uh, number one player in the world is not in the field next week alright uh, when we come back on the back nine our number two America's favorite caddy and much more thanks for joining us Brian Taylor, Bob Casper you're listening to Real Golf Radio a reminder to follow us on Twitter at Real Golf and especially next week as we're live from Augusta